I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome. Are you comfortable? Good. You have found the true source for cycling's mediocrity. You have found Backfiller. The Backfiller podcast will help you achieve bicycle bliss, two-wheeled tranquility, or at least the simple ability to smile at the silly sport you regularly attempt to conquer. The Pack Filler Podcast is hosted by a has-been who cannot climb. You can contact the show through Facebook, Twitter, or emailing us at info at packfiller.com. And now, sit back, ignore responsibility and training, and enjoy the Pack Filler Podcast. everybody and you know it's probably time to change that theme it's about time yeah should i pull back the curtain a little bit i think so and just say that we had just originally played the theme and it didn't work very well but we had some good commentary about it how it sounded almost like funeral music no don't no i won't okay (laughs) (laughs) fuck okay um i'm getting i'm running out of poems but spring is here time to burn some fat Mark is in the studio for an angry little chat. Spring Festivus is here. Ranting will be the pillar. Hold on while we insult everyone on a brand new pack filler. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the only podcast available that is not only inconsistent in its broadcast, but also in its training. In the pack filler, well, 
It's a studio. It is a studio right it's now. It's even got fitness equipment. It does. I know, which is really freaking weird. Very apropos. Absolutely. I'm Pat Bulger. I'm Mark Hodson. Hey, let's... Uh, it's been a while, but we should probably... Should we start off by thanking the sponsors before we say something that could potentially insult them? Absolutely. All right. First off, uh, thanks to Elephant Bikes. Um, uh, once again, the great Glenn Copas. Um, I don't know if you follow our uh, our Instagram, but I was in getting a growler of beer the other day, and I saw Elephant Bicycles coasters. Way cool. Yeah, I shit you not. And so uh, that means just Glenn is on its way up, and I think it has to do completely with his sponsorship of this program. Um, a lot of people underestimate the sponsorship of Pack Filler, but yeah, you'd be surprised at what you could get on our show for a million dollars. I mean, oh. I think you would be you'd be underestimating our enthusiasm. Yeah, for really anything, tattoos wherever you might want your logo. Though we are not tattoo artists, we will learn. No, I mean on our bodies, we would tattoo their logo. I already have. Really? Uh, well, uh, oh God, do I feel dumb? I now. can think of a specific place <laughs> where the elephant one would be interesting. It's just yeah, it's just EB. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Uh, big thanks to Glenn. I, Glenn, please don't call tomorrow and say I'm out. <laughs> We're, we're glad to have you, and it's a beautiful bike. Absolutely. Uh, beautiful elephant bike. Bikes, uh, elephantbikes.com. Check them out. Uh, beautiful ro- rolling works of art, steel bikes, and uh, pretty much for any occasion. I actually would love to be on a 29er uh, elephant, but that's a whole other story. Uh, and also, of course, thanks to uh, Dave McQuillan and the Sufferfest. Hey, I got oh, I got to show you. I got stem and bar caps that are the prototypes i shit you not there there's a you know the cap With on the your bleeding stem. eyes yeah <gasps> black it says the sufferfest then it has the bleeding eyes and they're two bar end caps they're they're actually like alloy and they're they're gorgeous so i've got the logo on my bike now love that logo yeah so uh big thanks to dave mcquillan and all those guys things are going pretty good over there um they're they're bigger than we ever will be so i mean i guess i could thank them but then they they don't even listen anyway but beautiful beautiful videos Glad to be a part of that. Glad to actually have them um, part of the show yeah. in any way, shape, or form. And glad to use their product. All right, enough of the whoring. How you been, man? It's been a. It's uh, as I'm. Uh, people are probably ad nauseum to the point of me saying, "Dude, it's been a while." How you been? Well, I'm pretty good. Uh, <laughs> things things are good. I my uh, a race this year, or the big race, the only race that I'm so far signed up with is the 24-hour race, so we're, we're glad up. to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually considering the 29er for that race. I'm actually thinking about cashing out on the 29er. I'm going to swear this early in the show. Okay. Fuck you. Why? I'm the only person now in this city on 26-inch wheels. No, I'm still on them. I have but the you're track gonna, fuel. But you're going to be on a new bike. For that course, that might be pretty cool. God damn it. I mean, I'm not supposed to say that. My, Michelle doesn't want me to say that one anymore, but fuck. That's a pretty cool course to use that on, and and that's kind of what I'm enjoying doing, and yeah, super cool. I and I've enjoyed the fat bike this year a little bit, but not enough see, snow here. There's not enough one. snow. Well, yeah, you're no. to ride my fat bike. It's, I mean, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun now on the, dirt too. Now that winter's over, but it's fun on dirt too. It's fun on sand. It's fun on everything. We can really? talk about that. But oh god, oh. I mean, it's like a big boom, boom. You feel like Pee Wee Herman. I I need more bikes, but my wife won't let me. Actually, she has said if I have the money, I can buy a 29er. And, you know, I'm just I, – everybody I talk to says, dude, really? It's I, And I look at them and I say, is it that big of a difference? And everybody – that's when they say, dude, really. Dude, dude. Uh, that's later in the show. Um, 
it's apparently that big of a difference. I don't I know. Mean, it's a it's a it's a monumental difference in in riding. Well, I mean, would you ride twenty six inch wheels on the road? No. Well, they'd be good for acceleration, but that's it. Yeah, I mean, I remember seeing that people tried them out in the eighties, you know, with uh, crit bikes and stuff like that, and it just didn't work out. No, they to didn't. my knowledge. Yeah, I was going to say, but I do remember the bike Fridays, which were hilarious, those tiny little wheels, and then the funny bikes with the small one in front. Well, the funny that bikes, that was a different deal altogether, though, yeah. and a lot of times they'd go with, what, like even, uh, was it uh, Fignon? Yeah. Had well, the, they all did. But uh, Dual um, discs? Yeah, the dual discs, but he yeah. had that small campy in the front. Yeah. You remember that? that was, now, that was yeah. actually a pretty bike. Oh, they're, no, they're, I got a funny bike downstairs. Yeah, that was a pretty bike with those But I don't have a 29er. Yeah, I think it was red, white, and yellow. Actually. Yeah, it was they a were, jeton. Yeah, those are gorgeous. Yep. Not shit on. Jeton. Jeton. Il va say j'avais. What? Fignon, who's no longer with us, so we can't be insulted. The professor. Because he's dead. Well, I mean, yeah, but we can still make fun of him. Yeah. I mean, that, that balding. Well, No. That balding ponytail kicked a lot of people's asses. He did kick a lot of that people's asses. That was a. That, I don't know. I, I thought he was a fantastic athlete, and so, you know, I, I have oh, no problem talking days. about him. The old days, pining yeah. for the old days when riders doped, but they didn't tell you they doped, or they at least didn't try to make you say, "Yes, it was Spanish beef." Yeah, they got <laughs> away with it, maybe. Well, or they even just came out and said it. What was it? And I still, I think I've said this on the show before. They said, uh, what, do you think we do these on bagels? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. I mean, no, they didn't. But anyway, we can go back to that, and there's some interesting pieces for the show later. So. Absolutely. Um, dude, the weather around here, I don't know the rest of the world. You guys are screwed, but it has been brilliant around here. Uh, holy shit. Yeah. And and, and, and I don't Unless mean you're to a get skier. the adult rating. Well, yeah, and we're both We already skiers, got the adult rating. Yeah. we're both skiers. Oh. and. I love to ski, and that used to be one of my favorite things to do. I mean, it still is, but I, my wife and I don't do it that much together, so we probably go once, twice a year. Okay. You know, and my wife actually likes to drink beer when she skis, so it's more Perfect. of a day. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, I, I don't generally like to drink when I ski because it's hard enough. Like during, like on yeah. the chairlift kind of? No, oh. no, no. Like, like at she, lunch, go in and have a couple pints. Yeah, but you go, you, you, you ski a couple runs, go have a beer, ski a couple runs, go have a beer. That's oh. what she likes to do. And okay. for me... That's just not really skiing. That's a day of, of goofing around. and, and But it's yeah. fun to hang out with my wife and do that, so I oh, like yeah. to do it. But to me, that's not skiing. I do the ski from 8 until 12.30, go in for lunch, have a couple beers. Well played. And then go out in the afternoon and realize I've had a couple beers and take maybe three, four runs and realize, dude, you've had a couple beers. Don't, don't be stupid. See, I'm and more, then I quit around two thirty. See, I'm more ten, maybe nine thirty to ten to about two thirty, and then I'm tired. Oh, so you don't lunch during that usually? Why lunch? You just go boom, boom, boom. Well, boom, if boom, it's boom. good, why not just ski it? Yeah, yeah. Then oh, be done. Shit, it hasn't. Sit been. on the deck. Yeah, and have a beer. There, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll agree with you on that one. You know, and, and then that, it, then we get into the car on the way home when it's an hour and a half, two hour yeah. drive, and everybody in the car wants the heat up a little bit and they want the music down because it's too loud and it's just. No, I, I put the music wherever the heck I want it because I'm usually driving. Exactly, yeah. and I'm just oh my god, M- Michelle. And I bought season passes this year. I know this is a show about cycling, but well played. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. The dumbest shithead thing we've ever done. Uh, The the how would you have known though? The base at our local area. The well, not local, but pretty local. Schweitzer. 
the base I think maximum got up to like eleven inches this year at the at the lodge. We are eleven we are inches. Literally, I mean, this winter has been almost. I want to say Northern California. Yeah, oh. I mean it is. And just wait. Come July, we'll be having a podcast, and we'll ta- be talking about riding in the smoke from the forest fires. So, it's awesome right now. Screw <laughs> This sounds like the people before the Noah flood. I sound. I don't. Hey, let's just keep partying, man. What's What's God gonna do? Make it rain? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I actually okay. Political <laughs> statement. I do believe in 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 climate change, and I believe that Shit, we should yeah. do something. But by the same token, climate change has benefited us. <laughs> <laughs> I feel terrible. There's people in Boston digging 40-foot snow, t- snow tunnels. I'm a little jealous, I have to admit. I'm I not anymore. Too. I'm not anymore now. But here we are. It's, it's, it's March. 65 degrees. Yeah. Here it's March. I mean, our, my back door's open right now. It's beautiful. And, uh, and yeah, because the dogs are wanting in and out, and nobody else is here. So uh, back door's open. And... It's not that bad. Heater's kicking on a little bit, you know. So our, I'm using a natural resource, though. Oh yeah, it's it's I'm natural using the gas. Shit out of it. I'm just yeah. Anyway, but no, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I'm going. <laughs> I th- I think uh, this is probably a left leaning podcast, but uh, really, probably for those of you who are on the right who listen to our podcast. What? Thank you. Um, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. You're you're more diverse than we are. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Oh, I hate everyone equally. My wife's from a small town. Oh, well, I don't like her either. No, I'm not talking about that. We go to the small town and I listen to the locals complain. You just listen, though. You like, go, yeah. my, mom, my mom actually passed last year and I'd go to um, a, a small community here in the local area. And oh, I love your small we'd go community. To the, we, I do, too. I actually love it, but you'd listen to the, you know, oh, I mean, God. somebody like... Drop a quarter on the floor and be like, <laughs> Obama. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's part of the rant later. <laughs> Nothing to do with, with the president. But I mean, it's like, you know, just the idea of Obama. I wouldn't have dropped that quarter if it wasn't for goddamn Obama. That's stupid health care. Yeah. How, so how's, um, I always ask the, the classic training question, how's it been going? Now that, now that it's time to get outside... Now that we get the time change and after work time, you've been getting inside's any? good. Yeah, outside I think is going to get better here shortly. I think I'm going to start. I've carved out some time, definitely three days a week: Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Mondays and Wednesdays I work out with my stepson, which is good, but that's mostly running. That's cool though. Um, and then Thursdays have been carved out for a ride, so yep. I have those plus the weekends. So it's not bad. But I mean, training for a competitive ideal no um <laughs> it's not happening right now uh i'd like to though i mean i think i think we're there and i think it'll be fun i think uh i should i i would be very disappointed i think this year with where my weight's at and everything my weight's down a little bit um my weight yeah. is is still going down where my weight's at where my fitness is at i'd be disappointed if my times weren't fairly faster on the 24-hour race and and also a few other things so like to do that and my uh running is decent too so i mean you know we're we're averaging about five mile runs right you know right on. i mean just nothing nothing spectacular but with a few intervals and things like that so so that's good so getting up pushing the threshold 
each time on the intervals for about four minute intervals with about three minutes rest. Oh wow! About at least twice a week. So not bad. Jeez, and the kid's but doing this just for no, no reason. Or? He's not doing the intervals. Oh, no, I do them. But oh, daddy will be right back. I mean, stepdaddy <laughs> will be right back. Well, no, I, we we just run we run side by side. We're doing indoor stuff because it's like oh. I have a strange kid, and and this is something that's that would be interesting to put out to our audience of. I have a kid who doesn't like sports, quite frankly, and he will do the treadmill. And so we go two to three times a week and we do oh, the treadmill. Oh, that's side by side. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So we're side by side and um, I do my workout and he does his workout and he generally goes about 5K each time. So as slow as he does, but he's moving the, the he gets bored, so he moves the, the grade and the speed and he's always doing stuff and they have video on it and he, so he watches yeah. the web and, and it... I understand it's skillful means, but I have a hard time really ripping on a kid who is working out for an hour, yeah. breaking a sweat, not getting fat, and he'll do it. And we actually enjoy the time. Like we, we actually have real conversations on the way there and back. And so I think you have just found it, the re- period. I mean, who yeah. gives a shit about being competitive, about going yeah. to that next phase, about, oh, my God, now we got to get you in cross country because you like running. No, shit. Just let it be what it, it is simmer. right now. Yeah. Well, at least he'll have the ability to get on a treadmill for an hour. And it runs. I run generally 52 to 56 minutes, God, depending on the workout. Um, and But I do my own workout, and I don't care how fast he goes. Yeah. I do care. I like him to go at least three miles in an hour. Um, you know, and I know that doesn't sound like much, but he's moving for an hour yeah, and yeah. he's going up and down and he's, he really does goof around with it. And so I don't care. Yeah. You know, I don't care. No, I think that's, <laughs> that's actually a great start. I mean, and yeah, like I'm saying, he doesn't ever have to be turned into a competitive <laughs> high school runner, a competitive, whatever. I mean, maybe go out and do a 5K fun runs and stuff like that. They're perfect. You've got an active lifestyle, and I think that's He has there. the ability to get onto a piece of equipment for an hour. I don't yeah. care what he does. Yeah. You know, you want to speed it up? Good. You have the ability to do that now and recover. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's something, and it's the first thing we found that he gives a damn about. So, and, and he, d- I have yet to hear a complaint. I mean, he doesn't say, oh, I say, hey, go get your stuff. He just goes. Wow. But that that took some commitment from me, too, of like, if I'm tired, I get to go to the gym, you yeah. know? Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, there's no bailing. There's no nothing like that. Yeah. So. It, the accountability factor. Yeah. yeah. Even if it is, even if it is just taking him there, you're going to go and the guilt's going to kick in and you're going to work out more than you normally do. Yeah. You're not going to so. sit there beside him and just walk, sit in a chair. Hurry up. Uh, Never. No. 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 Yeah. I mean, if I'm at the gym, I mean... Can you imagine going to a gym and not working out? No. You know, have you ever, and this is something, this is true of me, have you ever put on workout workout clothes and not worked out? I have um, been to the situation where I have, let's say, um, not usually outdoors, but indoors. Let's say I go downstairs and I'll have my gear on or something like that. And I'll get on the bike and I'll start and it just I just feel like absolute garbage or something doesn't I feel like garbage and then something doesn't work or something I can't find my shoe and I'll eventually just go that's it God's telling me not to work out today and mm. I'll just go upstairs and I'll sit down but I have done that I've I've not done that I've done that 
Well, that's okay. Hi, my name's Pat, and I've and I'm an asshole. I've worn <laughs> chamois. Now, how's tr- how, how's it going for it. you though? I mean, where are you at? You know, um, it was going brilliant after the tour of Sufferlandria. I mean, yeah. I, I got that's always a great kickoff. And um, now you had Knighthood last year. Knighthood was last weekend uh, this year. Did you get Knighthood again? No, 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 no. But I did, you did it last. But year. last weekend was the one year anniversary. Yeah, okay. and a lot of people gave me shit about it, and you know, because of the fact that it's do the ten videos in one sitting, and I got through all. I got through nine, and I for some reason thought I had done ten. And so I was celebrating, and I had webcams on and everybody, stuff like that, and I thought I was done. And I sat down, and I was just like, oh, yeah. And fortunately, uh, one of the nights, David Juarez actually came on and said, dude, you still have Violator to go. <laughs> it was Violator or Revolver. It was Revolver. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. And he's, dude, Revolver, Revolver, Revolver. And <laughs> Oh God! I still have one more to go. Fortunately, I got. I, he did that to me within the ten-minute rest period. Got back on, did revolver, and finished it. So they were busting my balls about that one. But um, uh, it's you know I took a little hit from time because of uh, uh, being a soccer dad and all that kind of stuff. Um, which the soccer season never ends. Uh, don't get your kid into soccer. Um, and then um, well, look forward to that partial scholarship. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. So <laughs> screw you. To a um, private school. Yeah. We uh I I've been able to get outside a little bit and then a cool kind of thing came along and I, I haven't told you about this, so I was waiting for the show. You're um, gay? What oh I'm sorry, go on. You're gay? Really? You're gonna you're gonna do that now? Well I did. My wife's not even here. Oh, we'll out you later then. Well she doesn't listen to the show, so we're oh, okay, okay, go on. Yeah, we're fine. yeah, so that's cool. Um <laughs> No, um, I got asked to be one of the many beta testers for Zwift, Z-W-I-F-T, um, which, I is, that is. which is a basically a virtual reality cycling. No shit. Yeah. It's the same concept that you use for train and road or something like that, or uh, where you've got the, um, the wi- wireless USB stick hooked into your computer, and then it's, it strings to your your bike, which understands your trainer and wheel circumference and pay speed and cadence and things like that. So you log on to the website, you tell them what trainer you have and all this kind of stuff, and then it puts you into this virtual Zwift island. So is there a, uh, but is there like a, a link to your trainer? Yeah. So do you have a compute trainer? Is that what you No, have? it's it's literally um, the, if you had a, if you have a Garmin computer, you have the speed and cadence sensor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that sends a wireless signal. Oh, okay. So you put a USB plug, uh, which is an <laughs> ant stick. So it's like trainer road. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You put the ant stick into your computer and it reads all that. And now it puts you into this virtual world with people from all around the world. At any given point in time, you can log in and there are people all riding the same course. And within the course, there are... Are you kidding me? So there's like other people on the course that you could catch? From all over the world. Jens Voigt has been known to log in. Wow. I shit, I shit you not. So here we are, we're, you know, riding, there's a KOM, there's a sprint, there's all this kind of stuff within each lap. Each lap usually takes between seven to ten minutes. Now, if you don't have a computrainer, though, that doesn't change your watts or anything, how, oh, is it purely on watts? Yes. Oh, I see. If you have a combi trainer, it will increase the resistance (laughs) and all those types of things where it'll make you feel like you're climbing. The rest of it is it's on an honor code. Oh, okay. But um, and the great thing about it is, is it's not like Strava, where you've got some jackass who goes out there and puts his bike on his car and drives a segment and automatically wins the KOM and and has it forever. On 
Zwift, it renews, it resets itself every day. And while you're riding, let's say I have the the sprint, I win the sprint prime prime for the best time. Sure. Your jersey on your guy automatically turns green. Oh, cool. Until somebody else beats it. So I got onto this thing. They asked me to be a beta tester a couple weeks ago, and uh, don't think it's a big deal because I think they're a lot of beta testers. That's super cool, though. But I got on it, and I started riding, and I'm going, oh, this is cool. Okay. Uh, you know, Oh, sprint. Cool. I'll do this. And next thing I know, I'm working my ass off, and I want to get fat. Okay, next time I'm coming around, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dust that sprint. I'm going to beat my time. Oh, I got fourth on that one. Cool. Maybe I can do it. Oh, there's that guy named Anderson or whatever is it, his name is, and I got to chase that fucker and all this kind of stuff. And next thing you know, you've been on the bike for an hour, and you're busting your ass. You're riding the equivalent of a crit. And so what they're also saying is, you know, it's great because the concept is will be eventually that, you know, you call a bunch of people and say, hey, log on to Zwift at 8 a.m. on Saturday. And we can all race each other. You could have group races, group rides. You could do any of this stuff without the wind. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So that's pretty cool. I mean, they're not paying me anything to endorse this, so I I told them I'd you know I'd mention something. But this uh, is one of those um, times too where I'm going to jump back for a second though, yeah. and go when I made the 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 when I outed you a minute ago. I hope that didn't sound derogatory to any of our list, listeners. I was that I was I'm gay. With, yeah, I mean, Pat, you can be gay, straight, transgender. I don't care. I uh, I hope that didn't sound derogatory towards anybody because I mean we do make fun of everybody ad nauseum. We have no problem with that, but certainly not trying to make fun of anybody. No. So no. Um, I, I hope that didn't sound derogatory you know towards what? anybody. And I will apologize for that if it did sound that bad. I don't think it was bad. Okay. And I've, good. Al- I've always said it. I think everybody's a little gay. Oh yeah, absolutely. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. You know, you could take the stereotypes and stuff like that and and play with them, but yeah. I, I think everybody's a little bit. Probably a little. Some yeah. more than others. Yeah. I mean, Roger, drink, he's probably totally gay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The guy's, he, nobody takes that good care of themselves. His wife is too pretty for him not to She be is. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. That's later in the show, too. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Um, so Zwift, Z-W-I-F-T dot com. I think they're taking beta testers. So if you log in and you say, well, I want to be in, they'll probably do it. Eventually, I think their their goal is to create it with a fee structure. So, Yes. Eventually, we're going to all be paying another five, eight, ten bucks a month to be a member of something. So I think that's going to be the undoing of all of us: Netflix, uh, Trainer Road, Zwift. <laughs> the, you know, um, David McQuillan at the Sufferfest now has online. You can get all the videos through an app. I do it, and you pay monthly. That's what I do. Is that what you, how you're doing it? Yeah, yeah, it works wonderfully. See, I bought all the videos. Yeah, I did too, and they they kind of come through, they kind of don't. But the the app works so well on my iPhone. Yeah, that, I mean it's perfect. And then I've got Apple TV and everything else, so it works well. Shit, I didn't even think about doing it that one. Yeah. Well, I no, I can't. There's no sense for me to do it now. So it'd be like I own too I mean, many videos. Realistically, it's thirty bucks a year for all the videos. Shit. Because I only really train inside for a few months. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, good training and a plug that I thought was pretty cool that you missed. Was I Roger? Go ahead and drink, guys. Roger put on those indoor training rides, and those are online actually through Dave Erickson through the Endurance Hour, friend of the show. Um, they, you know what, friend of the show. You know how many times they've mentioned us on the show? Like once. 
Every time I've been on there, so that's at least three They're times. They're like, right there. oh, did you hear what Pat said the other day? And that's it. That's all they'll say. Oh, really? Oh, God. They piss me off. I am being sarcastic. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're good people. But but the, the, the indoor workouts, I mean, you know, Roger's a little gay. But uh, he's going to kill you. I know. Poor guy. He's really not gay, folks. But anyway, uh, no, he's uh, uh, but he put on those workouts and those yep. were fantastic. I mean, absolutely. They're actually online and talk about very similar. Yeah. Oddly enough to a Sufferfest, a little less intense, more uh, more endurance. OK, well, so hence the nature, threshold. hence the nature of what what you're you know, the group you're training for, you know, being a triathlon based. It's not going to be necessarily sprints. Correct. Right. But it was it more was tempo smart. kind of stuff. More tempo, exactly. Almost yeah. all tempo, but okay. you know, good tempo. You know, based upon what you're doing and, and perceived effort and yeah. everything else. And it was it was really good. Well, I saw some of the photos of you going over and doing those things. He actually kind of staged them. Oh which, yeah, which is that whole model that Dave's using, uh, Dave McQuillan's using for the for the indoor for the studios, which I think is brilliant. I wish I had the money to create a, a, a Sufferfest studio. But oh yeah, you know our work. Um, so, and I've got so much time. We all do. Yeah, we all do. Once you have children, um, the world oh, really world opens, opens up. up. Oh, <laughs> oyster, oyster, because the kids gonna mow the lawn. Oh, clearly, and so kids gonna do all that shit. You know, they can get themselves to soccer. Oh well, your kid can, no, can't he? No, we screwed up. We're not even talking about bike racing in this episode. But, but here's the funny part, though. I saw a new vehicle in the in the. In the parking lot of uh, of Bolger Manor. That's my car. That is a beautiful car. That's my Toileg. 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 That is a German automobile. Toileg. Yeah. Anything you want to say sound like German, just sound like you're angry. Is it pretty awesome? Toileg. Um, yeah, actually it is. Um, it's a great car. I, we sold the pickup. <laughs> this the the Tundra is gone. Oh wow. Yep. So this. The pack filler announcing vehicle is no longer. So, how do you pull your trailer? With the twalag. The twalag. Yes. It? Yes. I no moved problem. away from the mic without hurting our listeners when I said twalag. You actually said it directly into the mic, which actually hurt my ears. For those of our listeners listening with earbuds. Yeah. You don't. might want to pick those up. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Um, do we talk about goals for the season? You you mentioned we did. You mentioned the the twenty four. That's the only goal I have so far. But oh. I do have I do have goals. How about you? What do you got? I'm struggling. Yeah, me too. I was really psyched to get in to Leadville. <gasps> You're in? No. Oh, they didn't pick my name. So oh. I'm gonna bash them on my podcast. I'm going to bash them on my podcast because they don't know the marketing opportunity they could have had. Dozens and (laughs) dozens of people could have potentially sent angry emails to the people at the Leadville. I'm not calling you to action people, but it would be nice if I were able to ride just because they felt so shitty. Ooh, way to back off. No, I didn't get into uh... (laughs) Leadville, and so to be honest, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm burned out on doing the same um, crits on our weeknight series. I'm, my, you know, I, you know, I'm coaching the juniors, so I gotta kind of stay with it with them and go to these races. But I, I don't really have anything outwardly that I'm like, 
I'm doing this this year. And it pisses me off. I'm glad to have the 24-hour race because that's such a, a cool thing. Yep. Um, and I'm announcing. It's, and it's gritty, too. I mean, at least the 24-hour race has that grit factor of a five-man yep. team where yeah. you're, you're, you're up at 2 in the morning cold going for a ride. Yeah. And then up again at 7 in the morning cold going for a ride in the light. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad I have that kind of to keep my foot in the door of things to happen. I I think there's more racing for me this year. I think there's more than that. I th- I'm thinking Bloomsday. So Dude. you're not thinking a paddle pedal and plod in the future? The paddling would be the intimidating piece there. Really, your swimming is Well, paddling isn't the paddle pedal plod is Paddle pedal plod. Kayak? Swim, bike, run. Oh, it's the paddle pedal plod. No, is that's that the what YMCA I just, one? No, I just call it paddle pedal plod. Oh, okay. It's my own little thing. Boy, we are way too close to the mics when you're going paddle pedal paddle Plosive. Yeah, they are. We I got to move the mic away from yeah. it. No, but the paddle pedal plod, was that the old YMCA? I'm just triathlon? saying, are you going to do any triathlons this year? <coughs> Possibly, but um, yeah, I think it's it could happen. Uh, but uh, what would that be? couple of sprints or something like that, but we'd have to find the sprints. Yeah, I like the sprint triathlons, probably sprints, maybe Olympic distance, but, you know, uh, just kind of enjoying it. And, you know, it it sounds stupid, too, but I've got the little three-year-old and stuff like that, and she's starting to ride a bike. And so I'm I'm a little torn between that because time spent working out is time that we're not, you know, playing hide against the ghost. I work a lot. So, but I don't know. I, I... I like working out right now, so it's. I mean, you know, that's that's kind of good, and I guess that's my thing right now too. Is I'm enjoying that process. Yeah, um, I'm I'm enjoying getting out, especially in this weather. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying. You know, I yesterday I went out and did kind of. I found every at least one minute hill climb to two minute hill climb I could oh, find, cool. and I did like eight or nine climbs, um, and it was great, and I felt good. But I'm terrified that I'm going to finally lose motivation and burn out yeah i don't know i i don't know where i'm at i'm I'm kind of gaining motivation right now I'm like well what yeah. can i try i almost feel like the guy who's never tried a race before right now i mean of yeah like, where am i at what do i have to prove you know i mean who am i who am i intimidated by i'm not i'm not looking to go out and win anything yeah and, um I, I i don't know i think it's it's pretty fun right now and it's exciting to go do silly stuff so if there's a race that intrigues me i might just do it you know i would be intimidated by adventure racing i think that probably scares me a little bit having done one in my life that was that was a tough day so you're thinking variety though you're not thinking i'm gonna do the good old-fashioned formula of a bike race or a triathlon you're starting to mix it up a little bit I should have started uh, training in November if I was going to bike race. I mean, yeah. <laughs> let's face it, too, and that's the piece that I don't know. I'm de- debating on whether or not to put that into our rant is <laughs> our rant because I'm going to blame you for part of it. Uh, Fine. Would be the fact that, you know, our age group is the group that's racing right now, and they're fit. Predominantly. They're fast. Yeah. They're fit and they're fast. They're as fast as I ever was. I mean, was yeah. even in the glory days, they're as fast as anything. And I mean, the amount of work that it would take to compete at that level, 
Well, that's a huge thing in the most recent CIRC report, which is a big, you know, independent investigation about doping and cycling and stuff like that. It just came out. And one of the comments in it was the fact that there are a large amount of middle-aged businessmen on racing, you know, and, yeah. do, and, and, and on dope doing it. And I don't want to bring dope into every show, but it's, it's like, I holy love shit. I do too. Um, it's sexy. It's fun to talk about, but it's even dope. if they're not doping, I That's don't know of any about, racers right? that are local that are doping. I, I really don't. I, I think they're fast fit guys oh, with it, a different kind of mindset that I have. I think it depends on the <coughs> level you're talking about. I bet you there's some guys in Seattle doping. But locally here in Spokane, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, is, yeah. I don't know. There could be, I suppose. But I, I don't know of anybody, nor do I suspect anyone, of doping. There's some strong guys our age that yeah. are just mutants. <clears throat> but who are still getting shelled on a... Uh, well, no, there's one or two. I mean, my, I'm not... Mike Gartner is a guy who pops into my head, yeah. who's a bike racer, who's a stud, who honestly rides his ass off. And, yeah. and he deserves to be a fast racer. His wife, Jenny, I mean, nationally ranked cyclocross racer, who yeah. pops into crits with us and dusts her ass. Um, you know, those She's guys, real deal those guys are the real deal. Um, yeah. you well, know, and, and I guess that's the piece is like, I don't want to take anything away from them because they're out there busting their can, living that yeah. lifestyle. Riding every day. Riding every day yeah. and loving it. And that's their life. And that's what they enjoy. <laughs> Excuse me. I, I I don't I don't want to take anything away from that. I don't share that outlook. Yeah. Um I don't share that desire. I don't share the uh the want to race like that right now. And I don't I but I don't want to say, "Oh, you know, because there's a bit of sour grapes that comes with that too of like I don't want to do that. Why? Cuz I can't. Oh, I wish you know? I could. Yeah. I mean, I I'm uh, I'm still trying to, to be honest. Yeah. I'll do a I'll do a bike race and go, "Okay, goddamn it. Next yeah. year I'm going to get better than this place." Sure. And here I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The voice of the people, right? The voice of the forgotten. These are the things we tell ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to become a Fondo guy. No, but I'd do one, and I'd try. I'd do one, but I, I just think it's a glorified, supported tour, and I just... Yeah, I think it's a trend that cycling's going toward, and it's going to get more people into the sport. Awesome. But um, well, which sport though? Because Fondo is not cycling. I mean, you know, let's let's be honest there. I mean, really? Well, don't you think? Yeah, you think I think it's cycling. Well, it's not, but it's not bike racing. It's I mean, not bike racing the way we know no, it. No, it's not bike racing. It's not <laughs> racing. Yeah. To me, bike racing would be a, a stage race where you show up, you do a a prologue, probably yeah. a road race, a time trial, even just a, a weeknight crit, another, Yeah, I mean. But that doesn't happen anymore either. I mean, you're not seeing those regular stage races like you used to see. Well, no, but I'm saying. In but that's, my day, we used to have weekend stage races. But you're saying a sport and a sport. A Fondo's going to be a sport. Great. That's a sport. That's not cycling as we know it. Yeah. You know, and. and I, I, Goddamn whippersnappers and their long races. Wrong with you, you know, I, people. I, yeah. I don't know, but there's a. You know, there's a lot to be said for that, and I don't want to discourage people from getting on a bike. No. So, <coughs> God, would you quit my, smoking? Um, I'm not editing the, your coughs out this time. The problem has really been the crack, and while I use it recreationally, really? I yeah. think it's starting to have an impact. Is it? 
Yeah, you know, it's the well, I went to a butane as opposed to just the oh, lighter. That, and that's yeah. really helped with the fumes. Why aren't you shooting hotter. it up like everybody else? Well, crack you don't shoot. Um oh. crack you smoke. See, because <laughs> I totally ruined the joke because yeah. I don't know drugs. Yeah, crack you don't shoot like you used to. <laughs> you I don't, don't know you that you don't. You can't inject it? I, I wouldn't know. They I do don't in the know. movies all the time. Crack? They you can inject cocaine. What are they oh, do you? Yeah, I think so. Shit. I don't know though. I don't. I don't even know meth. I don't even know. No, I don't even know how meth is ingested. The sad part is, is I've I've actually defended and been part of the drug trade for quite some so time. So you're now. quite experienced. I am very experienced with the drug trade. However, Mark the sad Heisenberg. Part, Mark, the he sad is the Heisenberg of cycling. <laughs> Just call me Walt. And um, <laughs> and the the funny part about about that is, is I have never in my life seen cocaine. Neither have I. I've never seen cocaine. not even walking by and seeing it. We're a little too young for it. Oh, I think so too. Or a little too old because like maybe there were people that were older than us that were using cocaine yeah. back in the day, but our generation really and with what we were involved in when we were teenagers, that kind of ruined we it. We never would have been yeah. around it and if we'd have seen it we'd have run. Yeah, oh God, I would yeah. have too. Oh my god, that's cocaine. I but I mean literally I've defended it. I've seen it. I've never seen the actual drug. Wow. Like physically seen it. No, neither have I. I've seen meth residue. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. See, I, you but lost me there, But that was in a too. trial, like on a baggie. Oh, this is like it's on my client's lips. <laughs> you, you got a little bit right there. No, um, <laughs> I want to wipe that off before like we I, go to the judge. I mean, before we approach the bench, uh, we need a continuance. <laughs> <laughs> Why my client needs to use bathroom? <laughs> Do you want to go to the topic? Absolutely. This is this was okay. If 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 this goes south, this was my idea. Ninety-eight percent of the shows you and I do together, you give, you say the yeah. topic, I do the research. Yeah. This Basically, is purely I do topic. all of the grunt work, uh, which I appreciate. You, you show up and sit in your comfy chair and drink beer. God, I'm kind of the talent. I'm. I edit. I. God damn it! Do you want some green M and M's in your trailer tonight? I would only green ones. All right, <laughs> yeah. only the green ones. Um, I'm going to call this episode the Festivus of the Pack Filler Podcast. Oh, if you're a Seinfeld fan, I'm you know what I'm talking about. The poll is up, and it's time for the airing of grievances. Oh boy, I got a lot of problems with you people. 
Um, I, you know, and by no means am I perfect. By no means are Mark and I perfect in this. We are equal opportunity offenders. We will be insulting ourselves throughout the process here. You know what I'm still struggling with? What? Glasses outside the straps, which I do religiously. Glasses outside the what? The glasses go outside the straps of the helmet. Oh, right. Yes, it's a Velmanati yes, yes, rule, yes, yes, if I'm not yes, mistaken. Yes, yes, and I do, I do it. Too. I do it. You do uh, religiously. I don't. You put them inside. Every time I take my helmet off, my glasses come flying off. Well, yeah, because they're outside. Because the they're outside the strap. You put them inside the strap. No, I put them outside. Oh, I thought you were saying you no, put them inside. Religiously, I put them outside the Absolutely. straps. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't really have a good reason for that. I don't either. Yeah, it okay. looks cooler. Yeah, no, it does. But I'm just saying. I don't have a good reason for that, but yeah. I could never put them even before Velaminati. They I, were outside the straps. I, I, I can't recall. I don't know. Always, if I always have, have outside the straps. Really? Always. And I don't know why. But I'm. Should going, I put my glasses outside my headphones? I might break them though. Um. No. It always presses on my head, and I get a headache by the end of the broadcast. Sorry. Yeah. Go on. Um. Like I said, we're probably going to be guilty of several of these things. Yes, um, but I don't know why they're outside. I mean, really, if someone told me to put them inside, I'd probably put them inside and I wouldn't care. You keep going back to your topics. I'm Sorry. trying to move the show along. Go on. Um, I think getting these things out in the open are going to lead to some uh, some form of understanding, maybe some empathy, or at least the ability to ignore the people who violate these things. Closure. Well, right. So, so here's what I've done. I have compiled... Uh, categories, um, at least four categories. We can continue if, if if time permits. And I've compiled a list of things that piss me off about that individual category. <laughs> Which we may fall into. Participants within that category, all right? And some we might defend, some we might actually agree with, some we might you might think are complete bullshit. But I'm going to insult my own category on several opportunities. So... Just because I'm starting with triathletes doesn't mean I hate triathletes. Why would you? We make a lot of money off triathletes. Absolutely, and they're a huge group. All right, so let's say for existence. Example, you Ex mean? Example. What are we drinking? Manny's. <laughs> We're going to start with triathlon. Okay, okay. My, first, my first problem. Triathletes, you guys on average ride way too much in the time trial position. Way too much. I'm talking... I followed a triathlete down a screaming descent in busy traffic um, and uh, wobbling, watching that rider wobble in that time trial position. I mean, I understand that this is something you need to do, but way too much. Um, actually, I would more than agree with you and, in fact, go a little further and say that triathletes and their bars have completely ruined any group ride with a triathlete because it's so unsafe that it's scary. You've just you taken the second ride. thing on my list. The second you, my thing on my list is that they're bad bike handlers. Well, yeah, but... but Predominantly. Oh, Not all of them. The best, I mean, good fun. Roger Drink it has a cycling background, great bike handler. And beautiful to watch. Yeah. yeah maybe I'm, I'm a little gay. gay. I'm probably a little gay. We're all a little gay. Yeah, but uh, what I would say is, like, uh, you, you look at someone who's just beautiful on the bike and you know a lot of them are um yeah. but <coughs> and many of them are former cyclists too so they can mm -hmm. they can really they can throw it down as well as anybody but the piece that that kills me is when you're in a group ride and even if i if i feel someone touch a touch my wheel you know because i used to ride a lot with triathletes and i'm like you can't touch your brakes you're yeah. about to get hung up yeah and so that's scary because they're in there it's like don't you 
in my opinion, I don't think you should be drafting someone in your bars. No. Um, like, I won't. Have you watched the Tour de France? Those guys are greasing all over the place. Well, but... but and to, they're pros. But to, to do that, and you're not looking at people with high bike handling skills to begin with. So you, yeah. the, the position itself does not lend itself to group riding. And then they do it in group riding. They, they, they don't get any benefit from the draft because either they're too far away. Yeah. I, I guess that's a pet peeve of mine. It's ignorance. These it's are all not pet stupidity, peeves. though. It's, it's like it's, you don't know any better, and everybody around you is doing the same thing. I guess we, I, I've even seen um, someone post how to ride in a straight line with other people and what it looks like and why this is something to do yeah. on a triathlon website. It's like it, it really – they don't know it's not safe. Is it ignorance? It is. It's ignorance. And, and ignorance, ignorance is not an insult. It's just yeah. mean that you don't know to know. Well, why, why would you know? Because until you've been in a 30-mile-an-hour crit, yeah. taking a corner with everybody three inches aside, trusting the guy next to you, going, yeah. this is just how it is, Yeah, you don't look next to him and see this wobbly idiot not knowing how to take the corner right. Yeah. So, well, and you can, as in with your experience, look next to you. Yeah. A lot of times, no offense. I mean, okay, none of this is – I mean, sure, it's offensive. Fuck it. Um, I'm going to insult every group. I've been riding with triathletes who will look to their side, and they'll they'll ride to that side. They'll swerve to that side. In general, triathletes tend to be lesser quality bike handlers than – That's true. Yeah. But it's also true that when I ride my bike on the road for the first time yeah. and I reach down and grab my water bottle or something like that, I'll swerve too. <laughs> there are well, there bike well there's there's bike tracking skills that get lost over the winter and stuff like that that you lose i mean you you lose you gotta ride rollers and you do you've got a, a set of rollers downstairs what am i looking at here that's i don't ride that you don't this is an antique okay why do you have it because it's an antique and it's too heavy to move out of my house. He's oh. talking about the gigantic stationary bike I have in here, which is actually a Tunturi Pro Racer. I didn't do knighthood on this. No. Hell no. Why do you have that? I don't know what to do with it. It is pretty. It's got Madolo brake levers. On I know. It. It's got aero, aero brake levers. They're awesome. Um, but, so, but I guess my point my point is is you, you have a group of people that we all make mistakes. If you've never, if you've never thought, oh, I screwed up in a pack. You're yeah. a liar. You are a liar. No, I agree. You know. I agree. So, sorry about my levels, We're gonna, folks. No, you're fine. Your levels okay. are fine. Um, my next thing, okay, I am gonna. I got a several on each group. My next one, uh, that's why we have to keep moving along. Triathletes, please agree with me. Your fashion sense sucks. Sleeveless everything and compression socks with everything. It sucks ass. I know it has a purpose, but it looks really freaking stupid. To us. Um, do I hate compression socks? Oh, I do. I I've, think I've used terrible. them. I'm. I'm. That's my them. point, though. So here I, I am. Hate them. I think they look terrible. They're I think horrid. they're the they're worst. sinful. It is. I just want to. I just want to go ahead and throttle Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, forever oh. coming out in the '80s and and all that stuff of wearing that that type of sock. I I think you should have to wear the fuzzy headband with the compression socks. <laughs> However. They work. They serve a purpose. They do. But I, 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 when I see somebody on a bike with compression socks, I just want to stick my pump in their front wheel. Yeah, but if you're doing a longer race, you're doing a longer ride, and that's that's oh the way it God. works. 
it's hard for me to say, okay, you're going to go ahead and take something that's not a drug that creates a real benefit to your body. And it makes sense with the type of racing you're doing. Yeah, they're ugly. And I hate Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I hate him. It's not his fault. It because is. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar it wasn't wearing armors. Although basketball players do the shooting sleeve with the sleeveless jersey. So maybe it's all basketball to blame. I blame basketball. Because triathletes... Riding with the sleeveless jersey with the arm warmers on. That's another thing that bugs me. Okay, next Always on the list. Has. Always has. Next thing on the list, and you're not a victim of this, but 98% of, of triathletes, and I'm talking to you guys, you have no chest hair. Congratulations. That's great. You have no chest hair. I understand you swim, you shave. That's great. Now put your freaking shirt on because it's 48 degrees outside. What is with most triathletes who want to walk around with their shirt off? Eh, I would if I looked like that. Dude, it bugs me. All right. Yeah. I'm I mean next one. I'm sorry. Jerks. Yeah. No, no, you're you're representing the triathlon crowd. I don't you know. can defend. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm not even defending him. I'm like, eh, you know what? Eh. Roger's gonna send me drink. He's gonna send me like a twelve page text tomorrow defending every single list on this on this triathlon. Pretty tough page. to rip on compression socks. Oh fuck. Um, next thing on, I've got two more on triathletes and I'm going to roadies. So, uh, you smile way too much. I know you're happy. Now stop it. They are the beautiful, happy people and they piss me off because of it. Yeah. Triathletes they, have so much happiness in their lives. I'm like going, is this endorphins or do you just, is this what happens when you don't drink? I think you're looking at pictures too though, because no, I'm hanging around with them all the time. Yeah. I don't know. I think they're happy, but that monk-like existence that goes along with triathlon. I mean, you, you can't equate My that with God, necessary. I've been to a trifusion meeting, and it was like a dentist's heaven. Everybody was showing teeth. Yeah, well, I think they're, it's a good lifestyle. There's nothing to bag on the lifestyle about, but to no, qualify no, them as happier on. people than even roadies <laughs> who are snarky and mean. Don't break roadie. I'm doing that next. I know, but I'm going to qualify that. To go to to say that they're any happier than any other group of athletes, they uh, sure bullshit. They sure pretend well. Last thing on triathletes that piss me off: you post your workouts way too much on social media. That is one hundred percent accurate, and they need to stop. Okay, um, thank you. And that's God, everybody. I got one. That is everybody yeah. that has ever gone for a jog and posted it on Facebook with their time. Just went for a swim. Now it's time to run. You know what? I don't give a shit. Just ate a sandwich <laughs> and later on I'm going to poop. I mean, <laughs> that's what you're saying. Yeah. We don't care. Oh, oh no. It doesn't matter. I don't care for a weightlifter. Yeah, just put up 275. Yeah. <laughs> going to hit 300. Who gives a shit? I don't care. You know what? Go do it for you. I don't care. I'm not your fan. Thank okay? God we agree on that. No, that is, I've defriended more people. Go ahead. You want to defriend me? You want me to never look at your stuff again? Keep posting Fine. that crap. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. All right. So we bashed on the triathletes. Let's bash <laughs> no, on. No, that's everybody, though. I mean, yeah. that, that's not just triathletes. Well, I see a lot more that's triathletes Facebook doing idiots. it. I see a lot more of it triathletes doing Maybe it. Maybe percentage All right. Wise, roadies. Number oh, one, boy. you're predominantly middle-aged white guys who take themselves way too seriously. What? Absolutely. Yeah, demographic included. <laughs> Demogra <laughs> We're so cool. If everybody could be as cool as we are. Um, 
Absolutely. That goes without saying. Absolutely. Uh, but you know what, though? They were young guys at one time that took themselves way too seriously, present yeah. company included. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that it goes with the territory. It goes with the pro cyclists. That's the sport. Um, and, yeah. I mean, but that's also what makes the sport great. Second, so. second item on the list, you ooze superiority and elitism. Yeah, not not an easy sport to go ahead and break into and make friends. No, it isn't, and and that's what drives me the most crazy is that you know I, I I've never understood why in a pack you will have a new rider in there, and yes, I understand you're in danger of crashing, but screaming at somebody when they do something wrong is is going to turn that person away for the rest of their lives. Now, if somebody walked up to if somebody rode up to them even in the pack or said something to them later in the race and said, "Hey, dude." By the way, you got to do this, and you got to be careful of this, and it'll help you out in the long run. Mm-hmm. Why aren't there more people who are doing that? I also Roadies are predominantly um, elitist assholes. I think so too, and I think once you start, you know, riding well or doing things well, you become more elitist too. So I think once you, once I, you I think you do, but I think some of us don't. Well, no, I think once you get to the really higher levels, but I yeah. think if you get a, a moderate level of success, yeah, probably more towards where I was you become a little bit more jaded. You know, I think <laughs> when you get to the really high levels like Roger and you and God, everybody else, you you get to you you get to to realize your own humility a little better. I think yeah. there were there were times where you're you're when you're in the middle, pack filler, you're you're more like, well you're above somebody, so I want to stay here. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's what it because it's so painful and so hard. And when you have your good days, it means something. So, you know, you, you probably want to go ahead and throw down with other people and kind of rip on them and stuff like that. And that's wow. the, well, isn't that though, isn't that what you see? I mean, I'm yeah, not no, it I is what you see. did that all the time, but I'm going, you, you had that kind of elitist or I'm above somebody else attitude. Yeah. And that goes with, that goes with the sport. I just I don't know if it's entirely wrong. I mean, as much as I want to say it's absolute bullshit, I have a problem with it because the, the, the sport of road cycling requires such a dying. learning, it, and it requires such a learning curve. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think when you've got people who aren't willing to share that learning curve, and you got a problem. And so painful. Yeah, it's so painful. Like I don't know if I didn't know people going in, and, no. and just go and know that if I sucked it up and kept going, I don't know if I'd have stayed with it. Yeah. No, I agree. So I more or less ruined the next several uh, two items on the list uh, because one of them is and and it deals predominantly with roadies is the doping. I mean, really, really, the doping is a stigma over roadie. And the the next one was the majority of you are inapproachable. I agree with inapproachable, and I think that's what we just dealt with. But by the same token, though, I mean, I guess to try and throw a positive spin on that, some of the best people that I've ever met in my life are road cyclists and yeah. and are resilient and are loyal and friends to this day, lifelong friends where people in much nicer environments just flaked off and left. It's almost like the mafia. Once you're in, you're in. You kind of are. Yeah. You kind of are. And to there's there's a certain loyalty and understanding that just doesn't – you know, it's not like Bruce Hunt and I talked every yeah. day and I remember him and I respected him and I talked to him and you always had that kind of kinship. So I guess yeah. there's that, you know, that bled together type, yeah. of, type, type of mentality that 
Yeah, you know, it's tough and it sucks, but once you get it, you're in and yeah. you are respected for it. For those of you who don't recall, Bruce Hunt was a cycling friend of ours who passed away this last year. Um, so, um, but, but to mention his name, I think, kind of sh- shows that absolutely knows him. Part of our life, yeah. Um, next thing that pisses me off, uh, the and I'm getting a little bit more. Which category are we in? Still in roadies. Okay. The coffee shop posers. You guys know who you are. You spend ten grand on a bike. You park it at the effing Starbucks. You ride it monthly. Um, I, 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 you guys piss me off. The guys who, sp- who who I know have disposable income and spend a fortune on a bike, you know, and it, you're going for a training ride in your aero helmet or something like that. Those kind of the coffee shop posers, I call them. But I, I don't, <clears throat> I don't necessarily hate them because they support our local bike shops. But by the same token. I do wonder why they're wearing certain protein jerseys. Oh, and I hate protein Having jerseys. never done a race in your life, yeah. do you really understand cycling? And yeah. I guess, you know, where there's people who have, you know, all these bikes and a collection of bikes. And yeah. I guess, did you bother to experience it? And, and, and that's where I'm at is, is, did you bother to experience cycling and its beauty and its pain? Yeah. Because that's its... That's the piece that nobody gets is that there's so much hurt yeah. in that sport. Yeah. It's focused pain and that that's where somehow the beauty comes out of it. And and if you don't understand that and you've just only gone for a 10-mile ride and gone to the beer factory, then, yeah, you probably... Beer factory is different. Beer factory is different. Then beer factory doesn't count. No, I mean, no coffee shop i was talking about i'm bashing those guys the guys go to the brewery that's those guys are cool with me despite their their bike (laughs) go wherever you want i guess that's i i think of the elk is actually here in town great local great local watering hole yep but it's a great place to go but if you've if you're riding for an hour and you've never done a race yeah and you've never tried it but you're in racing gear and you've got a racing bike and you've never done it and you have no idea what goes into it then yeah you might be a poser if you have done it and Lance Armstrong gets really fat and goes to the elk, he'll probably still kick my ass on yeah, a bike. Yeah. Okay. Last one on roadies. Most of you guys bitch way too much at races, in traffic, at the coffee shop, and especially to your bike shop. Yes and no. And the way I say no is that triathletes bitch way more. Do they? And what I think is remarkable between cyclists and triathletes is the mysterious ailments that affect people come race day. It oh, is it God. is amazing how many people have bad performances because they're sick on that particular day. Yeah. And yeah. bad luck. That's excuse. Bad That's luck. bullshit. But we're all that way though. I mean, yeah. that is the sport you're in. You you take the, you go to war with the army you're given. And yeah. that is what we chose. We chose that sport. And I chose triathlon. And I chose racing. Yeah. And I chose everything. And guess what? We're all a bunch of pussies that way. Because we don't want to believe. We don't want to believe that we trained as hard as we could and didn't do as well as we wanted. I like that. Mountain bikers. You ready? Yeah, I don't know if I can even rip on them because I don't understand it. I can. Number one, you're you're the cycling equivalent of a Keanu Reeves, Seth Rogen buddy movie. Think of it. Think of Keanu Reeves. I am an FBI agent. Agent. A-hole. 
Um, and Seth Rogen. Bodie. And Seth Rogen. <laughs> should, I, should I stick it up my ass? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Most of them are that way. And now I'm not talking about all of them. No, so if you're a mountain biker and you're there, pissed though? at me. I, mean, I, I guess I'm looking for the reference that I can, I can actually understand. A lot of the mountain bikers I know are kind of that. Um, and I think I'm going to use the word uh, use it later on. Um, okay, it is dude. They use the word dude too much, and I use the word dude too much. I probably do too. Yeah, dude. Um, a second one. Um, some of you freaking smoke. For Christ's sake, some of you smoke. <laughs> I have seen guys before a mountain bike race smoking. What? Yeah, and they're probably still faster than me. That sucks. A downhiller kind of guy. Yeah. Well, downhiller. You know, if you're speaking of which, my next one is many of you can't ride up the hill in order to go down it. Understood. That's a problem with me and mountain bike. But I guess, you know, I I don't run up the ski hill every time either. But that downhiller mentality, that is a different gig. You've got to admit that. I mean, that that sort of I'm going to break my neck for 15 minutes, not even 15 minutes. Am I? No. Am I saying with what they're You're doing not is cyclist. not impressive? Is You're it impressive? Shit. Yeah, it's impressive. You're not a cyclist by any stretch of the imagination. You're a juggling artist. You are a, you're an, ac- you're an acrobat. You, uh, yeah, you're kind of like a With skier. a shitload of money spent on suspension. You're kind of like a skier, but with balls the size of cattle. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that, I don't know. I mean, smoking's the least of your worries if you choose the downhill. Okay. I, don't you think? Am I wrong? I don't think there's much upstairs involved. Yeah, I don't think thing. we get a lot of downhillers who listen to this show anyway. So I can say the predominantly some of them appear to be lower on the food chain. Whether or not you're getting onto Jeopardy next week does not seem I to be an issue. I don't think it's going to happen. No, I mean, But I don't think they care. Wheel of Fortune could happen, but not Jeopardy. They think PBR <laughs> is a quality beer. They also think it's a public broadcasting network. But... um. True. <laughs> they wouldn't watch PBR probably. the other night. They wouldn't <laughs> watch PBR. Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're watching Ren and Stimpy reruns. I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I remember we used to we used to make jokes about that when we raced. So like, yeah, what's up, young national descending champion? Yeah. You know, but to be honest with you, the skill level involved. Oh, it's freaking unbelievable. I, I don't. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah that's it's, like, it's impressive. And and the, the 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 balls factor. Yeah. I mean. Oh. Gigantic. You know, I mean, you, yeah. Even the girls. Oh, I. The girls have bigger balls than me, hands yeah. down. And oh, understatement. You, yeah. you, you just. Well, I've seen your balls; they're yeah, tiny, they're little, little grapes. Yeah. No, they're actually good size. Well, it's all the years of riding. More apricots, surprised really. you. I'm surprised you have children. <laughs> surprised. Yeah, I, was, I had. You know, I did not get pregnant, and I did not get my anybody pregnant until I got married, which means I had sex on my wedding night. Nice First job. First time ever. Next one. Two words, and this is, you know what? I know I'm going to go against an entire corporation on this one. Two words, even though it might be one word. Camelbacks. Always wrong. Um, I yeah. hate camelbacks. But you know and what? And don't get me started on your shorts. Don't Marine, get me started on your shorts. Now I understand. No, 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 no. We're talking Marine, about cycling. That's my point, though. If you're a Marine in Iraq, the camelback is fabulous. Most of the guys cyclist, I see riding with camelbacks are um, honestly not dealing with that type of a jarring industry or a situation where they have to have their drink spout right there or they'll die of dehydration. Give me a break. It's a great way if you're hiking through the wilderness and you have a backpack along with you 
that the Camelback's a wonderful invention. I wouldn't ride with it. No. Okay. Good. And don't get me started on the baggy cargo shorts. I don't like the. Car- I'm. I'm a lot. Maybe that's because I'm a roadie and I'm a dyed in lycra. Roadie. How is the difference? How is the difference between crashing on dirt and and pavement any different? There isn't. I think it's. I think it's function and and fashion. I don't yeah. think they want to look. I don't think people want to see their. However, I have gone to longer running shorts over really? the years. Yeah, I have. Sorry. Mine are a little bit longer. I mean, I'm not like a cross country runner. Yeah, kid, I went. I went know, with a the lo- split I went, up the side. And yeah, all I went that with longer running shorts. Um, technically, our last category, the commuters and fixies, I put into one category. Why I do got I, a lot why of problem I, with you people. Why do I have a small problem with commuters, and I don't know why? You are an individual. You just you look just like the other. Deep. You are not an individual. Uh, most of those kind of people think they're so cool and individual and and all their own. You know what? You look like just all the other D-bags out there. One word, shave. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> God, why are beards so cool? No, in that, in that, what is it? Well, you know, I grew my, my beard out long enough, so finally they gave me the panniers that I could put on my bike. <laughs> it was, they measured it. They finally gave it to me. Sweet, I earned it. I was in Seattle last weekend, and so that's why I, I literally saw the stereotypical. I was looking at him going, Seattle's still struggling to meet up with Portland, though. Portland's kicking ass in that realm. Yeah, and I don't but know I if mean, that's a good thing. All you're gonna hear when Portland and Seattle have a natural disaster is, "Honey, get the kayak. We're fucking out of here." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just this trail mix cornucopia. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Second thing on commuters and fixies, you guys break the law constantly, and you make it really shitty for the rest of us. For anybody I'm not talking, that wishes not to ride in traffic properly, yeah. they're ridiculous. Not necessarily the commuters more say as the as per se as fixies the, as the fixies. Way more and I, I watch guys doing that and I watch them run through red lights and I just roll down my window and I'm going, You're fucking it up for the rest of us. It makes me so mad. I don't know if it makes me as mad but uh, as you, but I do think fixies are I I I've really struggled with this because <laughs> and if anybody ever wants to come on the show, which has yet to happen in the last three years. That's because we're right. We're, but I'm like a fixie that says there's any benefit to your cycling strength. No. Or your. I used to ride a fixed gear in the winter. Well, there's nothing wrong with necessarily riding a fixed gear, but the idea of no brakes and no nothing yeah. and yeah. and 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 ruining it for the rest of us because you're on a fixed gear bike and you don't know how to ride a bike to begin with, and you're on a fixed gear bike because it's cool and you saw that that movie with Channing Tatum where brakes kill and everything. It wasn't Channing Tatum. Bet you a dollar. Yeah, okay, you're going to owe the me one a about shitload the bike of messengers? money. Yeah, you're going to owe me a lot of money. You think so? Yep. I, I said a dollar. Okay, you're going to owe me. Well, I'm a teacher. teacher. That's a year's salary right there. Done. Done. Okay, it was, um, and I'm blanking, it was called Premium Rush, and the movie was with uh, the little guy from Batman. Um, 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 God, he has one of those three-part names. There's another one. No, you're thinking of Magic Mike. No, there's another one. What are you thinking of, Kevin Bacon in, you'll, in Quicksilver? You'll see it. It's is it Premium Russians? Not Kevin. It's not Channing Tatum. No, where he goes down, and he's like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Is that him? Yep, for sure. I win. I think it might be. I own the movie. We will watch it on. Where he goes Apple down the TV. hill and goes. Shk, shk, yeah, shk. for sure. Yeah, and he foresees the accidents before they happen. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah is that Premium yeah. Rush? One dollar. 
Okay, one. I'll take it in beer for the next podcast. I just bought beer. The next one on the list. You are not saving the world, Fixies commuters. Get off your high horse <laughs> and stop judging me because I drive to work. True. Um, yeah, sorry. I, I guess the Fixie isn't even useful for climbing a hill. So. No, it's not. So take no, it from Joseph not. Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> so you're not. Channing Tatum. I God, you're on Tatum. crack. Did you inject it? Um... We're almost done. Okay. We're almost done. Uh, next thing off commuters and fixies, and, and I'm actually dabbling back into the triathlete <laughs> crowd here, so I might be bashing on triathletes a lot. Take your headphones off. Don't ride with your headphones in. Nobody. I want to make this a statement of the podcast, a cardinal rule. Don't ride with your headphones on. I don't care how good you think you are of a cyclist. You can't hear shit. Don't wear them. Anyway, you want to know the irony? Hmm. The last item in my commuters and fixies is keep your political opinions to yourself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm talking I, about the the, the I guess my problem critical with the fixies, mass though. My problem with the fixies though is that they provide no practical benefit. They provide no practical. Knowledge. I'm talking commuters too, though, because there commuters, are some commuters, commuters out there. Are I, so I, I shouldn't weird. have. I shouldn't have put them together. But if if the, the commuters are weird because they have the panniers and the yep. the beards and stuff, and they're sitting there dribbling trail mix all over the place, <laughs> and 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 that's fine. Let's play stereotypes, <laughs> which we have been. Okay, then go ahead and get out of the stereotypes and prove me wrong. Yeah. Um. You know, start- our city councilman John Snyder. Yeah. Thanks for plugging the show, John. And, uh, you know, appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate that, John. I mean, I love the bike lanes, but come on, bud. Um, but you have, you have, you have, excuse me, politicians and everybody else. Yeah. But the commuting is, is a great idea, but not necessarily in Spokane by bike. And there's snow and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, for you to sit there and, and look down on people for using vehicles. Okay. Vehicles are there for a purpose. If we had... A more urban area but we have we have suburban yeah. areas that were created around that when we create a an urban center I mean, we actually need some more engineering to create urban centers that work for bikes and we haven't done that on a european scale when you see it done on a yeah. european scale it makes so much sense in amsterdam that they don't have a bike lane they don't have a bike lane you can't drive where the bikes are the bikes are there. They're going yeah. one way in one direction. And you got to watch out if you're walking because you're going to get hit by a bike. There's that many bikes. There's more bikes than cars. There's no reason to drive a car. Yeah. You know, when you look at the European model of and people are there within distance and the, the housing is there and the, 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 the infrastructure is there for a bike. Great. But if, you know, for you to ride 30 miles through the snow and go, everybody should do this. That's nonsense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the issue with that isn't necessarily that bikes work. I agree wholeheartedly that they do and they should. The issue is that riding 60 miles should be for fun. Riding a mile or two to work should be your commute, and it should be possible through urban planning. Yeah, okay. That's my own opinion. That was good. That was standing good. There, standing there with a beard and trail mix and blood because you got hit by a car at an intersection <laughs> 20 miles into work. You know, that's I nonsense. love how you associate trail mix. Just like, I got my nuts and my carob chocolate and that's just all I need. Screw you. 
Well, isn't that what it is? Um, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, yeah well, we are playing stereotypes. I have my organic tonight. cheese. We are, made by my goat. We are playing stereotypes. <laughs> I had other categories. I had trackies, but let's be honest, they're sports dying. I had Fondo riders. I had cyclocrossers. <laughs> I had unicyclists and recumbent riders, but they don't deserve any time on this show. I agree, except for unicyclists. God bless you people and get out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Barnum and Bailey will keep paying you. 50 it's cents a year. Unicycle commuters. Go. <laughs> you seen the off-road guys? They're pretty badass, actually. I, I think I, they're I, stupid, but they're, they're, it's pretty impressive to watch. There is some freaking athletic ability there. So I believe at the end of this show, after Mark's rant, um, you can direct all complaints to... Uh, I'm the one who reads the email. So info at packfiller.com, and I would love to hear your angry rants about how big of an asshole I am, but even though I insulted my own genre of cycling. So should we go to it? We can rant very quickly. Let's let's go. Yeah, we, we're running along. Jesus, we're, in, we're over an hour, yeah, way over an hour. Right. So um, without further ado, I, will, I, will, we pro- I probably ruined everything in Mark's rant, but he always gives us with a good one. Here we go. This is a cycling podcast, and we oftentimes include triathletes. A lot of the time, we sit and kind of make fun of ourselves and everybody else, and I think that's good. But one of the pieces that needs to never be forgotten is that there's beauty through pain. And one of the issues that we had tonight was, well, triathletes, and we had cyclists, and we had unicyclists and commuters, and everybody's there on a bike or some sort of, I guess, endurance pursuit that they do because they love. These things can be just as ugly as they can be beautiful. And part of the ugliness is that it's a pursuit towards self-worth. When we pursue things for ourselves, well, the word is selfish. That's what we do. We sit there and we pursue things and we put other things on hold, such as children, jobs, everything else that we were taught that mattered. But I guess maybe that's also the beauty of it. And maybe that's where we get to what we were taught as kids is balance. See, a lot of America has no idea what balance is because they've never tried to do anything hard. They've never tried to actually push themselves beyond their limits. They've never failed. The idea of non-competitive soccer still to this day galls me. The idea that children will show up on a field of battle and then everybody sits and eats orange slices in sunny delight to go, good game. There was no game. There was no winner. It didn't matter. And it shouldn't. It never should. There should be a winner and there should be a loser. People should learn to lose. People should learn to do things hard. And people should learn to strive to do things better. And I guess that's the rant tonight is that Okay, we ripped on it, and there are things that are worth ripping on. Compression socks, my God, don't wear them to the prom, but you know what? You wore them, and they worked, and they made maybe a 5% distance difference in your performance, and that's what carried the day to your PR. Why would you put that away because of how they look? That's ridiculous. Do what you love, but don't do it for other people, and don't do it for something that looks right or feels right. Do it because there's beauty through pain. You think, and I tell my kids this all the time, if you think for one second that anything fun doesn't hurt, they're selling you something. Everything hurts. And they say, whoa, sex. No. Ever had your heart broke? Ever had anything go wrong with that? Find me one thing that is worthwhile doing that does not cause you pain or bleeding. 
and you go ahead and don't do that because it's probably drugs. Okay? So I guess get out there. Yes, there are things worth ripping on. There are things that we do and there are arrogance and there is bad things in every sport. But the beauty that you all know, the beauty that came through that, the beauty that made you who you are, that should be what you pursue. And that is why we're cyclists and triathletes and even fixie riders. You do it because it's beautiful in you and it created something and it was beauty brought through pain. And that is something worth pursuing. Well, you just basically negated every single angry bit I ever made. Thanks for that. Fuck you, Pat. Thank you. And <laughs> for those of you who are keeping touch, this has been the Pack Filler Podcast. I'm Pat Bulger. I'm Mark Hudson. See you guys later. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.